listening to episode two of the Homequility podcast. My name is Sandra, and I'm currently the host of Homequility. And I'm also the founder and CEO of Onveso, which is the organization that created this podcast. If you're unfamiliar with Onveso, Onveso is a digital B2C platform that provides home consulting services from realty to lifestyle with wellness and sustainability in mind. And this podcast specifically, we dive into uh, all things related to the home from interior design, your lifestyle within it, how we can make our homes happy, healthy, and green places. And we have, you know, amazing, interesting, fun guests come on and talk about their stories. Uh, We play games. We talk about what's in the news as it relates to the home. And so thank you for listening to today's episode. I'm so excited to have you. And if you didn't catch the first episode of Homequility, which aired last month, you can find that on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We're on a bunch of different platforms. So go ahead and check out that episode too. Um, But today on episode two, (laughs) we are going to be talking about uh, living with a spouse or significant other and kind of navigating how to make your home your happy place while having to consider a whole nother person. So with that being said, let's go ahead and dive in to the second episode of Homequility. Okay, so if you watched the episode, uh, episode one, you know that that was more of a very introductory episode. We were just kind of talking about the podcast, talking about Unveso. I was just kind of giving a long overview, but now for episode two, we have quite a bit of structure. And the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about what's trending in the news and how it kind of ties back to our theme of living in love. And so a big, big news story that's going on right now. And by the way, when I say news stories, uh, we're going to be talking more so about things happening in the celebrity world, entertainment, things of a lighter nature. Uh, We're not going to get in depth into anything that is potentially triggering or negative because I know there's a lot of bad in the news every day. And I really want Homequility to be a space where you can think about the things that are maybe a little bit happier or lighter, you know? So the first topic we're going to get into today is Adam Levine and Bahati Prinsloo. Uh, so let me give some background to those of you who may not be familiar with the situation. So uh, Adam Levine is the front man of the band Maroon 5. Uh, you know, they made the songs like She Will Be Loved and This Love and Payphone and etc. They have a lot of songs. I a lot of songs and um maybe about eight years ago or so he married this victoria's secret model named bahati prinsloo and they've been married they have two kids and they're expecting their third kid right bahati just came out like maybe a week ago from from the time that i'm recording this which is september 21st 2022 <laughs> um she just came out and said that they're expecting their third child. So that news just broke. And then just a few days later, this Instagram model came out on TikTok and basically made a video saying that her and Adam had some sort of inappropriate interactions and that she was unaware that his marriage to 
Bahati was still a well-oiled machine and she felt uh, manipulated and taken advantage of and etc. And so that kind of made the waves. And then Adam Levine posted on his Instagram story basically saying that it wasn't physical, but he did send the inappropriate messages. And just more background, the inappropriate messages in question, Summer had posted screenshots actually of a conversation that she had with him where he was saying he wants to name his unborn baby after her once it's born. I know just messy, right? And so you're probably wondering, why are we talking about this on a podcast about the home? What, what what does that have to do with anything? Well, let me tie it back in. Let me circle around, right? So, you know, as I said, our theme of today's episode is about living in love, living with a significant other, your spouse, whatever else, and trying to make home your happy place while thinking about them. And something that is not unique about this situation situation is cheating. A lot of people have been cheated on or have cheated within their relationships and share a a space together. They live in the same home, right? And so it's just interesting to think about what you do in that scenario. When you have a lease with someone or, you know, you share a home with someone, you have kids and they all live in that home and something like this happens where, you know, your trust has been crossed and you're relationship may or may not go on how to find peace in that space when you're right next to the person that wronged you and I mean yeah you can tell them to go sleep on the couch or sleep in another room but you know their presence is still there and so you know in this hot topic section we don't get too in depth in it but it's just like a food for thought of how you deal with those situations so I would love to hear from you all in the comments you know in our email which is info at investo.com if you've ever been in a situation like this how have you handled it you know have you left the home and decided I'm going to go stay at a hotel and we're going to go stay with a friend. Have you kicked the other person out to make it your happy place? Have you, has anyone stayed in very close quarters still? Even maybe the person still sleeping in their bed with them. Like what has been your approach to uh, something like this? We would love to hear it and discuss that, you know, in greater length at another time once we get those stories from you all. But me personally, I would have to kick you out. <laughs> but, but, you know, that's just me. So the next topic that I wanted to briefly examine and cover is obviously we know that Queen Elizabeth has passed away and Harry and Meghan, I don't know if I'm supposed to call them a prince or anything anymore, prince and princess. If you're not familiar with the situation, basically Prince Harry, or formerly Prince Harry, I don't know, he got married to Meghan Markle, who is a woman from the United States. She's an actress from the United States. And after they got married, there was a lot of drama surrounding their marriage, a lot of stuff in the press, etc. But not about their union itself, like not about their relationship to each other, but about everything outside of it, (laughs) if that makes sense. And Prince and Meghan decided to leave the royal family and to go live in California, which is unprecedented, right? It's something we haven't seen, or at least I haven't seen in the monarchy. And so they got a lot of hate and backlash from people who are like royal thumpers. (laughs) 
Um, and so when Queen Elizabeth passed, you know, they came back to the UK, obviously, to go to her memorial services, her funeral, and grieve her. And there's a lot of people who have issues with them coming or think, no, they should be there. Like, who cares? Like, you know, this is all just hoopla. And so the thing that's related to home in here is Harry and Meghan had to go out of their way to find somewhere that was a better fit for them. And it's interesting because they were living in this lap of luxury. Maybe their life wasn't luxurious behind doors for them, but they were like living in this lap of luxury. And, you know, a lot of people fantasize about living in, you know, luxurious castle-like places. And they literally said, nope, let's go to California. And so it's just interesting to think about what feels right to different couples regarding where home is and, you know, what lengths they're willing to go to to find the right home for them in the place where they feel most secure, most um, at peace, most loved, per- perhaps. And so that's another thing I'd love to just hear your guys' takes on. Not necessarily like the situation itself, because I'm all roiled out, honestly, but more so about have you ever had a situation where you've moved far away from family with your significant other so you guys could settle down and and make your home somewhere where you felt it was a better fit for you and your family mentally spiritually that would be really interesting just to hear your stories regarding that again me personally i'm all about my happiness and my peace that's kind of why i created on vesso and everything so if i have to go across the country to feel at peace so be it if I can afford it and everything I don't know that's kind of my take on it but I'd love to hear what you guys think go ahead discuss it in the comments but yeah those were two things that were really recent that weren't too too negative (laughs) so before we get into kind of our main discussion I want to go into a little ad break we're just gonna go through some of our advertisements and then we will be back to continue the conversation Have you ever visited on Vesto's YouTube channel? Or are you watching this podcast episode on YouTube right now? Well, after the podcast episode has ended, you should head over to our YouTube channel to check out on Vesto's Home Talk. On Vesto's Home Talk is a video Q&A series that features a variety of expert guests, such as real estate agents, interior designers, wellness leaders and keep their dream homes, engage in home-based wellness, and pursue more sustainable lives. So far on our series, we've featured award-winning DC-based realtor Emily Atwood, award-winning Dallas-based interior designer and American Society of Interior Design member Veronica Sanders, and the lead APOS and WellAP credentialed professional and legislative director for the Department of Energy and Environment, Kendra Wiley. We also have upcoming episodes with architects, interior designers, and awesome, amazing people across the home industries that are helping our built environment, our homes that we live in, be places that are conducive to our health, our happiness, and our well-being. So if you haven't checked out that series yet, I implore you to go and check it out. It's really engaging. It's really educational and it's really inspiring. After you've binge watched on Vesso's Home Talk series, you should go and head over to onvesso.com slash waitlist. 
that is on Vesso.com slash waitlist. As you know, on Vesso is a brand new small business. We've only been in operation for a year. And for the past year and for some time to come, our services are currently under beta testing. That means we're evaluating, tweaking, and fine-tuning our services so they'll be of utmost quality by the time they're available to you. So when you head over to onvesso.com slash waitlist, there's a form that you can fill out to join our waitlist. It doesn't cost money. It's not binding. It's just a form so that when our services do become available, you'll be the first to know and to be able to try them out. All you have to do is head over there. It asks for your name, your email, and your phone number, as well as what services you're most interested in. And if you're not familiar with the services that Onvesso has available or, you know, will have available after beta testing, you can head over to onvesso.com services where we have in-depth overviews and descriptions of all our upcoming services, which include currently home mapping, dwelling assessments, interior design consultations, and our ethical product aggregator. And so again, go and visit onvesso.com slash waitlist to join that waitlist, guys. It's important because once those services are open, we will be serving everyone who signed up on the waitlist first. Once it's open, that waitlist will close. We'll go through everyone who has been on that waitlist, you know, if they're still interested in pursuing a service, and then we'll go back to uh, serving the general public. So it's really important to get your name on there if you're at all interested. Reminder, it's not binding, nothing like that. You can totally be like JK, but of course we want you to try our services. But yeah, just go ahead and make sure your name's on there and save your spot in case you want one. Okay, we're almost done with this ad break, but there's one more thing I want to bring your attention to. We have a mailing list, which basically you just put in your email and every so often you'll get emails from us that give you updates about Onveso's services, about our content, about the changes that we're making in the world, any company updates. So if you want to stay up to date on Onveso and everything that we're doing as a company, and that includes our offshoots kind of like this podcast you know if you want any updates about anything related to Onveso, you should definitely join our mailing list. And all you have to do to do that is go to onveso.com. And once you go there, after a couple seconds, a pop-up will come up that's just like join our mailing list and you can put your email there. But also if you scroll down the homepage, if for some reason the pop-up doesn't work, if you scroll down the homepage, (laughs) there's a section that says, you know, sign up for our newsletter and you can put your email there as well. And that's really important if you're at all interested in what we're doing because that's kind of our main form of communication for you guys. It's how we let you know any changes. And so definitely sign up for that mailing list. And I know I said that was the last thing, but just very quickly, uh, we want to plug in our social media channels in this ad break. Please make sure to follow on Vesso across social media. We are at on Vesso, or you can just type in on Vesso on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, of of course. And then we are at Onveso IG on Instagram. Yeah, at Onveso. Instagram wouldn't let us get the handle. So it's <laughs> at Onveso IG on Instagram, but everywhere else is just at Onveso. So make sure to follow us there. We post really cool, engaging content. We post job opportunities. 
We post home tours. We post really fun like content series for celebratory months, articles, really cool stuff. So go ahead and make sure you're following us on social media because if you're not, you are totally missing out. And with that being said, let's get back to our regularly scheduled programming and get into living in love. I mean, this topic is juicy. So let's get into it. Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed our ad break, and I'm sure you're going to go and watch Home Talk and join our mailing list and join our wait list and follow us on social media right after this. But let's go ahead and talk about pursuing home-based wellness while living in love. Um, This is a a topic I feel that many, many people can relate to, and so um, I'm very excited to uh, talk about this. And so kind of going back to what I was talking about earlier in regard to Adam Levine and Bahati Prince Lou about what do you do when you're in kind of like a testy situation where you live with a person, you're on the lease, and you're having a moment with them where things are not good and kind of navigating that. And so I want to talk about how do we find space in our home during those moments when we're angry at our partner or when we're just really sad and feel like being alone or you don't even have to necessarily be experiencing a negative emotion. You know, there's a lot of people who just are maybe introverted or just need time to themselves. You know, you need time to connect with yourself, to have some silence, have a moment. And so how do we pursue that space while living with a a partner? And the reason why we're kind of focusing in on partners specifically for this episode is because typically speaking, your significant other is someone that you spend a great deal of time with. This is someone that you sleep in the same bed with typically. Uh, This is someone that you hang out with all the time, that you call, that you text, that everything. Like, typically speaking, because I know everyone's relationships are different, but typically speaking, you know, you spend a lot of time with this person, more so than you might with anyone else in your life. And so that's kind of why we're really laser focusing on this. And I think that, well, there's an obvious way, right? One way that we can find space is by going to another room. Or maybe if you have like a balcony or a backyard, like hanging out there, right? But you know, there's sometimes where people have partners that maybe are clingy or partners who maybe feel personally offended, you know, internalize it if you don't want to hang out with them at that very moment in time. And so I think a big part of finding space is being communicative about why you're taking space, right? And mind you, I'm not a relationship counselor, marriage counselor, so this is just opinion. Um, But something I'll see in the lives of people around me who are in relationships is there's not communication about the space being taken. It's like, I'm just going to lock myself in my room or I'm just going to go and leave the house and not say anything. You have to understand when people feel like they're not being being communicated with, they don't know where your mind is. They don't know what you're feeling or anything of that sort. And so they may take it as they're mad at me or, oh, they hate me or, oh, this is a issue in our relationship. And this is the beginning of a domino effect where we're going, you know, kind of like that catastrophic thinking. And so it's important to just have open lines of communication and being able to say, hey, I'm upset right now. I'm not in the mood. I need time to myself. Or, hey, 
just letting you know, I might be in the guest room all day, but it's not because I'm mad at you. It's not because I don't love you. It's because I need an hour just to hang out with myself. I just want to watch videos I want to watch. I just want to do things I want to do, or I just want silence. I want to meditate, whatever it is, making that clear so someone can be like, oh, okay, I know what's going on. And now I don't have to feel this this anxiety kind of coming up in me about, oh my gosh, like what's happening? Is this bad? Is this good? Etc. Now I need to go pester this person and bother them and knock on the door and be like, why aren't you talking to me? Why aren't you hanging out with me? You can kind of cut through that by being communicative. And so that is something that I see come up that can sometimes cause issues in the home. And then nobody wants issues at home. Nobody wants to come home after a long day of work or grocery shopping or whatever you do in your day, right? No one wants to do all that and come home to someone being pissed at them or offended or whatever else. And so that communication is key to being able to take your space without issue. And I think me personally, I know there are certain people that have um, the idea that if you ever want space from your partner, then like things are on the rocks. I don't think that's the case. I think we're all human beings who are dynamic people and uh, who have shifting emotions, sometimes multiple times a day, sometimes multiple times a minute. (laughs) And so it's important that, you know, we don't pathologize that and make it into some whole ordeal that, you know, if I want space, this means that something's wrong. I say take the space that you need, just be open about it, be transparent, be communicative, so that the other person doesn't feel like they're being abandoned or that something's wrong. Something else that is important to this topic is differences in lifestyle, right? So let's say you love your partner, right? They're the best thing that's ever happened to you. They're the best thing since sliced bread. Okay, this person's the love of your life. And the whole time you've been in this relationship, you guys have lived in separate places. And yeah, maybe you've gone over, maybe you go over to their house frequently, you know, you've slept over their house, etc. So like you have some understanding of who they are and how they live. You Maybe when you go to your house, you can tell that, okay, like maybe they're not the cleanest person or whatever, or maybe because y'all live alone and you're telling them like, hey, I'm coming over and they're like, okay. And they clean their whole apartment because they know that they're having a guest over or, you know, their partner over. And so you're under the impression like, oh, this guy or girl or, you know, whatever they identify as is, is very uh, clean, is very uh, put together. But, you know, that's just them uh, putting their house together for a guest, right? And then maybe at some point you guys move in and you're like, whoa, you are nothing like you were or your house is nothing like it was when I was just visiting. Because now that I'm with you 24-7 and I see the way you don't make the bed when you wake up and I see the way you leave all the dishes in the sink after you you make food and I see the way that you leave your laundry all over the floor, this is eye-opening, right? Um, and so how do you deal with that? Because obviously, 
I'm a home enthusiast. I mean, I created a whole company about homes, right? And I'm very particular about my home. You know, I like my home to be decorated beautifully. I like it to be clean. I like it to be put together and organized. And so sometimes even the thought of living with someone who is just messy, unorganized, uh, wants to bring in the big ugly sofa because they found it on the street side. That kind of sends me, my brain haywire. <laughs> but hey, there's some relationships where that's just the case. And you love this person. I mean, you love everything about them. And so it's like, how do you navigate that difference in cleanliness? That's a big thing or organization. I think, um, again, not a marriage counselor or anything, but uh, we can't change people. We can't expect someone to do a complete 180 because we feel like they need to do that. In the same vein, that other person who's maybe not the cleanest and most organized might want you to do a 180 and want you to be more relaxed, more chill. Stop being so um, intense about it. Life is about more things, etc. Relax. You know, it could go both ways. And so, of course, the, the happy middle medium is an important space to navigate. Uh, what does a, a decent <laughs> home look like to us? Where can we both feel free? And I think one of the main ways you can go about it is saying, okay, community spaces <laughs> uh so spaces that we share that we have guests in that are out in the open let's keep those organized you know let's keep let's keep the kitchen organized because if we don't we're going to get bugs we're going to get roaches we're going to get gnats so like let's try to keep the kitchen clean and then let's try to keep the bathroom clean because for obvious reasons it's good to keep there clean so like let's try to keep those places clean and then when it comes to the bedroom if the bed's not made and there's some clothes on the floor okay you know or if it comes to the office that we work in it's like okay you have papers and highlighters and everything everywhere. Okay. Um, so that could be a compromise. Keeping the places where not keeping them clean can actually really have some impacts on uh, the health of your home. That could be a route. You also can help the person become more clean or more relaxed and uh, not like in a changing you way, but maybe making it easier, right? My point is if the expectation was something that was more involved or difficult than it needed to be, that might be why that person is being so, for lack of a better term, lazy about it. And so that's where I say, okay, like, let's make this simpler. If it's the dishes. Okay, how about we use biodegradable dining ware so that you can compost or put away and it's not a bunch of dishes that are going to pile up in the sink. Or how about you let them pile up, but after the third day, you have to clean. If it's there for more than three days, we have an issue. And so setting up some boundaries like that might make it maybe not the ideal situation, but a little bit better. And as far as decor differences go, you guys can have spaces of the house or apartment that, that you're responsible for. So maybe it's okay. You can go ahead and put your Van Halen poster up in the bedroom, <laughs> but the living room, 
I got that, you know, I'm decorating that. And so maybe separating that or like, okay, you can have your little cave here where you decorate everything and then and then I decorate everything else. Or, okay, if you want to bring in this ugly piece of furniture, then we got to like dress it up. We got to make sure we got to clean it. We got to put some cute throw pillows on it. We got to uh, drape a blanket over it so you can't see it as much. Like, let's up level it. Let's style it. And so those are some compromises you can make. And then another thing I want to dive into is differences in your sleep. So do you have a partner where they sleep at 7 a.m. or not sleep at they wake up at 7 a.m. and you wake up at noon <laughs> or you go to bed at 4 a.m. every night and they go to bed at 8:30 p.m. you know or even like eating differences do you have a partner that is vegan meanwhile you love eating meat or do you have a partner that's diabetic meanwhile you have a sugar tooth or are you someone who is very, very active and loves to like work out at home and do workouts and your partner's just like, can you not work out for two hours on the TV? Like, I want to watch my reality TV. Kind of those lifestyle differences. How do we navigate that? That's one thing where I'm like, I don't know if I have the answer on because me, I'm a morning bird, early bird. I wake up at like 5 a.m. every day. Although, and back in the day, like back in the day, I used to go to bed at like 8 p.m. Like I was in high school, like going to bed at 8 p.m. But that's just how I was. Now I can, if I want, I could stay up to like, to like 10, 11. Of course, if I'm like going out with friends on the weekend, I can stay up until the a.m., like until 3 a.m. But on a day-to-day basis, that's like kind of where I sit right now. And so I personally, if I, if I had a partner who woke up at like noon I mean, well, who, what adult is waking up at noon though? Like if you have a job, you're probably waking up at like 8.30 at like the latest in this life. But if you have a day nine to five job, you know, but that would be really hard to navigate because I mean, that's just circadian rhythm. For me, when I was in college, I had roommates who woke up way later than me and I think at the time what I had to do was if I woke up early and I wanted to, you know, watch something on my phone, I had headphones so that I could listen to it on my headphones or I would get up and go to the living room. If we were in an apartment, I'd go to the living room or I'd go to another room in the house and kind of just chill there until the person woke up. Um, so that's some options. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> like, you could go on a morning walk. If you wake up really early, you could be like, okay, I'm going to go on a walk for like an hour and a half so that you can be outside, you can be moving, you can be making noise and not be feeling like you're walking on eggshells. And then when you come back, maybe, maybe you only have like another hour to wait for them to wake up or another two instead of three and a half. I guess those are some ways you can go about it to making it less difficult. And as far as the food goes, if it's I'm vegetarian or not, I think you each just have to be responsible for your own meals. If anyone's been vegan before, I have been for a little stint. It can be a lot of work sometimes. It can be. But that's just an example of how you could go about it. You also could think about meals that are vegan that... Because, you know, the, the, the stereotype that people have for vegans is that they eat lettuce and nothing else. But there's a lot of great vegan food. like, And so maybe you're introducing your partner to whatever, you know, eating lifestyle you subscribe to that 
you know is something that they'll think is really tasty could just like kind of open the door to finding meals that you guys have in common. That reminds me, I think that's an important thing. It's finding meals that are a common denominator for y'all. What's something uh, that you both like, that you both can eat, kind of make that running list. And whenever you guys want to reduce the amount of dishes you're using and just make something for the whole household, go to that list. Go to things on there as your backup. Like, okay, this is what we're going to make. We're going to make something off of here because we've already agreed that we both like these things and they both work for the way that we eat. So that's one way you could go about it. But would love, I mean, love to hear from you all in the comments, in our DMs, in our email. What kind of parts of living with your significant other, your partner, your spouse, whatever you want to call it. What are some difficulties you've navigated in terms of difference in lifestyles and being in the same space and home? What are some things that have worked for you? What are some things that you just could not figure out? Uh, let's talk about it in length and I'm sure there'll be another episode where we interview someone that can kind of give real insight about stuff like this from a licensed counselor perspective or something that would be really cool so if that's something you guys are interested in comment give us your stories with us know and we'd love to hear it but yeah that was the main topic of conversation Okay, so now we're going to play a fun game called This or That. And in This or That, we are given two options uh, that are related to the home. And I'm going to choose between them and kind of give my rationale for what I chose what I chose. And right now, I'm just going to kind of be playing this game by myself. But you play it at home too. Think about what you would have picked and... Um, what you would have answered and why. Let me know why I'm wrong or why I'm so right. And this is a game that we're going to play with guests in the future and stuff. So this will be really fun. Um, and by the way, you know, when we play with guests, we'll switch it up. We'll, we'll ask different this or that questions so that there's always something new to kind of think about. But let's go ahead and dive in. So the first thing we have is apartment or house. Now, this seems like an obvious answer for most people, but I'm actually going to say apartment personally. And by the way, like I don't have kids and I'm not um, in a relationship. And so maybe as uh, a single person living in an apartment makes more sense for me. And so maybe that's why I'm saying that. But personally, I think in an apartment, you know, I have maintenance people that can fix stuff without me having to research it or pay extra for it. I have a place that deals with my packages. I have amenities. I have everything I could want. I'm just paying for the unit itself, but then all these other like perks come with. And so personally, I like apartment living. I really do. Um, financially, eh, but <laughs> in terms of living wise, I, I like it. So balcony or backyard? Ooh, I think I would rather have a balcony, at least right now. I'm sure if I had kids or had pets or something, a backyard would obviously be more useful because it's, you know, a bigger space for them to just like play around and run around and everything. But right now... I love having a balcony and just having a little place to be seated at and kind of hang out on. Or, you know, if your balcony is on a higher story or even in your house, if it's on the second floor, third floor, whatever, being up in the air is a vibe. <laughs> it's not necessarily a rooftop, but the, the feeling of a balcony is just, it's just really cool to me. I feel like 
backyard, you're like on ground level. It's like I'm just standing outside, but behind the house, you know? It's, it doesn't have the same air to it. <laughs> so then the next one is living room or bedroom. Wow. Okay. So, hmm. Oh, I actually don't know. I'm gonna say my living room because in the living room, there's just more stuff to do. Like, yeah, my bed, I, you know, I sleep there or whatever, but in my living room, you know, I have TV, I have my books, I have, I guess there's not that much in the living room. <laughs> I was like trying to think of everything. I was like, actually, I don't have that much there. But you know what? There I have a TV. In my room, I don't. I love watching TV. So. I'm gonna take the living room. Although the bedroom um, is much more like comfortable, you know, I love like laying in bed as opposed to sitting on the couch, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> okay, kitchen or bathroom? Hmm, this is another one I don't have a great answer to. I'm going to say bath. And let me say why, okay, let me say why. I mean, kitchen, I just cook and eat in there. Actually, I don't even eat in the kitchen. I eat in my living room, but like, you know, you people eat in their dining room or whatever. I eat in my living room. You know, the kitchen's just for dishes and stuff like that, right? I feel like in the bathroom, a bathroom is where I have maybe a hot shower after it's when you come back in from, like if it's winter and it's cold and you come home and take a hot shower, that's amazing. Or if you're just in a shower in deep thought, that's a vibe. It's where, you know, I sit down and do my makeup and have music playing when I'm getting ready to go out and have a good time. It's where I have my like laundry machine in my bathroom and so it's where I get newly washed clothes coming out from there just like warm and smell good like that's the vibe <laughs> so I would say the bathroom I would say the bathroom okay the next one is a high rise or like a normal level building I am going to say when we're thinking about absolutely nothing going wrong <laughs> I'll say high rise like just in general I love the idea of a high rise building Obviously, you know, if there's like a fire or like some incident, you probably don't want to be on a very high floor in those type of situations. But taking all of that woulda, coulda stuff out of there, being high up in the sky, seeing the views from your window or seeing like the beautiful views and everything. That's just me personally, though. So then the next one is city living or suburban living. Okay, each has its perks and uh, downfalls, right? Me, I like, okay, you know what? This is not allowed in the game, but I'm gonna allow it today. I like something in the middle. Now, let me explain you guys, okay? I love living near a big city, right? Like, I don't wanna live in the middle of nowhere. Me personally, that might work for some people, but it doesn't work for me. I need to be near a public transit system. I need to be near um, a lot of restaurants and bars and fun places to go to. I need to be around a lot of people, hustle bustle. Like I, I like that, right? However, I don't like necessarily living, like having my house be in the center of everything. Living in like this heart of New York City sounds like a nightmare to me, honestly. <laughs> um, don't come for me, New Yorkers because it's just too much. It's too much, it's overwhelming, right? Or or just any city that's really intense like that. I like to be just a little bit outside of the city, but not so far where 
I'm living with families with kids and I have to drive 20 minutes to get to a grocery store or something like I don't I don't like that far out at this stage in my life I don't like that who's to know how I'll feel in 10 years from now or 20 years from now but right now that's not for me I like living like five ten minutes outside of the city because I think it's the best of both worlds I think when you're in the mood where you want to party you want to go out you want to try new things meet new people try the best food go to the coolest places it's right there I can just hop on the train hop on the metro uh, take a car be there in five ten minutes tops maybe 15 at you know at longest and that's great But when things are happening in the city center that are maybe uh, not the safest or not places I feel safe and comfortable being in at the time, or when there's just like a bunch going on, it's nice to live outside a bit where I feel I can just kind of be in a quiet area or somewhere. I can be in a peaceful spot. Um, I kind of like having the best of both worlds, so... I guess if I have to pick one, I'm going to say city living, but like right outside of the city, immediately outside the city. (laughs) Okay, so the next one is in-unit laundry or dishwasher. So I got to go with in-unit laundry. That, that's a really easy one for me. I grew up washing dishes by hand because kind of some background, you know, I am a child of immigrants who immigrated here. And when they first came to America, you know, they did not have much money. And growing up, you know, I always lived in places where there was no dishwasher or the dishwasher was broken. And so during that period, I always washed dishes by hand. And even, you know, as we acclimated to the, or they acclimated to the country, I guess I was born here. We, we moved to like suburbia and, and lived like a nice life. We have a dishwasher and I still wouldn't use it. I don't know. I like washing it by hand. I feel like I'm really, really cleaning it more. I don't know. That's just me. So I would definitely rather take the in-unit laundry look. Previously, I was living in places where the laundry machines were in the basement. And if you can save a lot of money living in buildings like that, go for it. But if you can afford to have that washer dryer in-unit, I'm telling you, it's life-saving. It's (laughs) life-changing. Because... I do not like lugging my clothes around, paying $3 each time I need to do laundry, even though it probably like bounces out in terms of like electricity and water usage and stuff. But yeah, and you know, laundry for sure. So the last one is live with family or with friends. Love you fam, but I'm gonna have to go with friends. I obviously lived with my family growing up and uh, you know family dynamics are just different you know your siblings annoy you your parents annoy you everyone annoys you so I would much rather live with my friends who I can go like party with and talk about everything with and really turn up with that has to be a good friend right it can't be that friend that you don't really like but they're in your life or that friend that you have different lifestyles and it's just not going to work you have to be careful about living with friends you really do because that can make or break a friendship for sure but yeah i still pick friends at the end of the day so yeah that was the game that was fun um i'm curious about what you guys picked you know let me know i'm sure some of you guys will totally disagree with my answer so if you do let me know i want to hear it i don't mind um and if you do agree let me know too i love having supporters (laughs) but all right so that kind of wraps up today's episode we talked about the queen elizabeth and 
Adam Levine, you know, and Bahari Prinsloo, we talked about differences in cleanliness and differences in lifestyles and reclaiming your space and relationships and love and a bunch of different topics. It was an interesting episode and I would love to, if you're someone who is an expert in this space or a professional in this space, would love to have you on it for a future conversation because I think we could really go even more in depth into considerations involved in living with someone that you're in a relationship with and transitioning into that kind of space, especially if you had a period of time before that where you lived alone for a long time. Just navigating that is really interesting. One more thing actually that I want to do before we kind of go into where we're outro talking is just a little cool down moment. All right. We have fun. We talk, we laugh and everything. Uh, I do want to not forget that on Vesso and this podcast, the Home Quality Podcast, it's about finding peace and finding happiness and finding stability in your life and finding wellness. And so as we had this conversation, a big thought that came in my head was about our relationships with other people and the impact that has on our day-to-day, right? When you live with a romantic partner, you have to consider a whole other person. You have to consider them in the way that you design your home, in the way that you use your space, and you know, like we were talking, and what you're cooking, and and your sleeping habits, and all these things, your your cleanliness and everything. And so, I want you all to walk away from this episode thinking about how we can honor who we are and the things that matter to us and the way that we live, while being considerate of other people and what they're honoring and how we can balance that and emphasize the importance of how both parties feel. Because I think a lot of time when we approach conversations like this, people feel like they're right, that person's wrong. It's always a right or wrong. And sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes it's just, that's how you are and this is how I am. And so navigating how we how we honor our lifestyles while um, making space for the people in our lives that matter most to us. And so that's just something to kind of think about and dwell along for the next day, for the next week, whatever else. You know, we do this podcast monthly. So just think about that by the time between episodes about how in your home life, how you can be more understanding of the person you live with as well as be more communicative about what you want them to understand about what you want so that's a big takeaway um, because that's important in your space is is having that that line of mutual respect and communication and that will make your home a much better and happier place to live so with that being said let's go ahead and wrap up this episode with a couple housekeeping items okay to wrap up this episode there are a couple things i want you all to do um of course if you want to be sure to like i said earlier follow at on on all platforms including facebook twitter TikTok, LinkedIn, and YouTube, where you can search us up there. And then on Instagram, we are at OnVesoIG. On Instagram, it's at OnVesoIG. Everywhere else, it's at OnVeso, or if you search up OnVeso, it'll come up. 
if you're listening to this episode or you listen to this episode uh, on YouTube, be sure to subscribe so that the next time we have uh, an episode, you are in the know and you know where it is and you can watch it as soon as it comes out. So subscribe to us, put your bell notifications on so that you know when our upcoming episodes are. And with that, you'll also know when uh, episodes of Home Talk are up and all the other great video content we're putting out. So be sure to subscribe. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or one of the other platforms we're on, be sure to give us a rating. Tell us how you think we're doing and how we can improve. And as always, keep up to date on all things on Vesso at onvesso.com. And that's all I have for you today. It's been great talking with you all. And until next time, this was Home Quality.